Hiya, Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? Um, yes, please. You look like a nice boy. I bet you have a lot of friends. Three, but my brother's my best ass. Where is he? In bed, sick. I bet I could cheer him up. I'll give him a balloon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to So What'd You Think? This is a special bonus episode this week. Um, uh, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, So What'd You Think? is a movie podcast show where me and a guest or multiple guests will come on and we'll t discuss a film that we just saw for the first time. Uh, and this week, my parents are in town, so of course I gotta bring on my parents. <laughs> um, so, how about you guys both introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Nick's mom, Kirsten. <laughs> And I'm Nick's dad, Tom. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> so, Thank you. So the movie we watched this week uh, was It. <laughs> I didn't pick it. <laughs> I'm not sure who picked it. <laughs> I don't really know how that came about. But uh, So I guess I feel like everyone knows what this movie is. But for those of you who don't know, it is basically a movie that takes place in like the summer of 1989. Uh, and it's about a, a scary clown <laughs> who only the kids can see, basically. And it's this group of kids and how they have to cope with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's basically it. Uh, yeah, so we'll just start it off. Uh, we're also we're going to start it off with spoiler-free thoughts before we get in. So if, if you haven't seen the movie, you can listen to the first 10 or so minutes, and then we'll jump into spoilers. Um, okay, well, let's get right into it, though. Dad, what did you think? Well, I get to go first? Yeah, you get to go first. <laughs> um, I, I didn't particularly like it. I don't think I truly understood it either, so I'm hoping you can help explain certain parts of it to me. Um, There's a lot of things about it that were cliche and movie tropes that were very distracting throughout the entire movie for me. So I wasn't a big fan of it. Also, didn't think it was very scary. And parts that were supposed to be scary, I thought, were funny. So I don't think that's what they were going for. Yeah. Mom, what did you think? Um, I didn't think it was scary as I thought either. I didn't pee in my pants at all during the whole thing. <laughs> well, um, that's good. As soon as you're watching it in your bed. <laughs> um, it, it's a hotel room. It would have been fine. <laughs> it, uh, the movie itself, uh, like Dad said, wasn't really that scary at all. Um, it, in the, in the clown sense, um, Pennywise the Clown wasn't very scary, but I think all the topics that it hit were scary um, from what all the kids were dealing with, and that's why they saw the clown. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I didn't really like this movie. <laughs> this is a pretty stupid movie, I think. Um, I think it had a lot of potential, and I think a lot of the personal... The stuff like the what I think what you're kind of touching on with like the background behind all the kids is really interesting, but I don't think it was very scary, and it was pretty laughable at times. I think the music was very distracting. There's a lot of dumb jump scares and a lot of tropes that they used. Um, didn't feel very uh, like a special horror movie at all. But yeah, um, okay. So we'll go into a little bit more whether or not we thought like it was scary. I thought they did a lot of like. I think in horror movies, what makes a good horror movie and what makes it scary is when they don't show a lot of it, like when they leave it to your imagination because your imagination is always scarier than whatever they show you. And I think this movie didn't do that at all. Like they would show the clown like all the time and they would show like the face, like the close up of the face all the time. And it's just like, it looked like bad special effects and it just took me out of the movie every time they would show that. And I wasn't like ever scared by it. Yeah, I would agree. I think they also used a lot of um, like music to scare you like again the jump scares like you said instead of just building suspense and having the suspense of the the plot scare you it was they used a lot of music or like screaming like a sound effect of people screaming when really nobody screamed yeah. and that's just kind of <laughs> cheating it's cheating to me on the in a trying to in a horror movie to scare you that way yeah yeah. Well, in the beginning, though, I think the first 10 minutes, they built it up more. They didn't have any of those jump scares, but they it was like a Hansel and Gretel type of effect where it was like, come here, little child. Are we into spoilers now? Um, yeah, we can jump into spoilers. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, just <laughs> go see the movie. I feel like you probably have. Um, but, yeah. It's on HBO. You can go watch it on HBO. Yeah, that was only the beginning part. It didn't really spoil it. But, yeah, so that, the first part was really 
funny to me <laughs> just because there was an SNL skit that I had seen and I hadn't seen the movie <laughs> with like Kate McKinnon playing Kellyanne Conway <laughs> as, as Pennywise. As Pennywise. <laughs> and so that whole scene was just like, SNL did a great job of reenacting that, but the whole thing, it just reminded me too much of it. Which I, I think kind of leads to a bigger problem with the movie. I think it, the whole thing kind of felt like a parody of itself. We can get into that a little bit later. But it just felt like a parody of a horror movie. Like, the way it was shot and stuff. But um, Well, sometimes movies have done that, and they've done it well. Like, Scream's kind of a parody of a horror movie, but right. at the same time, it's good. And this really didn't pull it off if they were trying to It wasn't to trying to be funny, okay. I don't think. I don't think it was trying to be, like, that kind of... Kind of movie. Well the, well, the first scene that you talked about, the the little boy goes up to the, and he's talking to the clown in the gutter, mm-hmm. in the sewer, and he's not the least bit alarmed that there's a, a clown in the sewer. I mean, he's kind of a little nervous about yeah. you know, the guy talking to <laughs> him. He's a stranger, <laughs> but wait a minute, there's a clown in the sewer. Uh, you know, that's it, it, he didn't seem disturbed by that. At all. It was very strange. So that started off this path for me of you know just being distracted by the illogical nature of that. <laughs> But he wouldn't just yeah. go running and saying, there's a clown in the sewer. Yeah, but there were a lot of things right off the bat that were illogical. Like the old lady that came out on her front porch and saw the little boy talking to the sewer. <laughs> and then she goes to, you know, prepare her deck for the storm. And she turns around and all of a sudden the little boy's gone and there's all this blood water. I mean, and she just well, well, keep she in mind though, they can, they can he, see it. The adults can't see it, though. That's true, but the boy was screaming, help me, help me. She didn't hear that? Yeah, I, so. yeah, I feel like, yeah, they would have heard that. Yeah, you think <laughs> That's so. a fair point. That's like leaving your purse behind. Nobody does it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> I just think that if somebody's screaming, you would automatically react. So I don't see how they could not be aware of yeah. that in the situation. Well, let me translate the purse comment for you. <laughs> If while I was watching a movie and a woman runs away scared and forgets her purse, it bothers her because she says no woman would ever forget her purse. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They would take their purse with them. So she gets... Really? I feel like Oksana would always forget her purse. <laughs> Don't bring that on <laughs> <laughs> She's saying, okay, interesting. Okay. So it's something that takes you out of the movie because you're, something illogical is happening on the screen. Okay. Like talking to Interesting. a Interesting. Okay, I kind of like that. <laughs> no one forgets their purse. Okay, I'll probably start using that. <laughs> Translates to an illogical thing that takes you out of the movie. But you okay. mentioned the soundtrack, who just like right out of the gates, they were playing this piano music where the kids were upstairs in the room, in the background music, and it turned out it was like their mom playing piano yeah. in the living room. I thought that was really weird because the music was strange. So dark. it was a little <laughs> dark. And then the fact that it was actually someone playing in their house seemed a little strange, too. I don't know if there was a meaning behind that. Yeah, and then they like, let the kid go down to the cellar while the mom continues to play yeah, the like eerie music. Piano, <laughs> right. music. He's walking in the cellar without a flashlight. If he was that scared <laughs> to go down to the basement, why wouldn't he just say, hey, mom, can you go down and get the wax? Yeah, really? <laughs> I don't think you'd go they down there. They didn't really delve into that. Like, why she wouldn't do that? Like, what? Um. And no, I, but, I swear in the beginning, too, the little boy had the flashlight or whatever there was something like red poking out of his pocket in his raincoat the little boy that went to the sewer and it was on the right side <laughs> on the first time and I by the time he got to the sewer it was on the left side continuity error <laughs> very observant okay <laughs> well there wasn't a lot of like great cinematography or you know tracking shots or anything like that to really yeah. note it was just kind of a straightforward yeah I'll, I'll mention that too that's another one of my points but back to the music thing real quick I think a lot of it they didn't they didn't let like the the film breathe like they wouldn't let a moment happen without music like they had them which is what I hate in movies is when like they have the music define the emotion you're supposed to be feeling like I didn't feel an emotion it was I felt the movie was forcing me onto this emotion so whether it was like scary and it's like loud scary music or like it's like trying to be heartfelt it didn't come off as like genuine because I felt like I was being forced to that emotion just because of the music or just about even the way it was written and, and directed, too? I, I think this, that's partly yeah. it, too. But just, like, I think if they let a scene breathe and, like, with, had it just be the performances or just, like, the camera, like, that alone and the writing, I feel like that, it would have been more, like, impactful. And it would have made scenes more scary. Like I, like, I feel like a lot of scenes with the clown weren't scary because they had this loud, blasting music 
that was supposed to be scary, or like they would have this gigantic build building up to it. So like, oh, okay, so it's about, it's about to be a thing. That's supposed to feel. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I just not really like that. So I didn't think the soundtrack really worked very well in the film. <laughs> um, I would agree. Another thing I had is like they had a lot of jump scares, not, and a lot of people complain about jump scares, but I think jump scares can be effective and they can work well in films, but. A lot of movies do this like fake jump scare, which they didn't really do, where it's like they have the loud music and like they they close the cupboard and like they think someone's gonna be behind it, but then it's like not kind of right. thing. Like they're like, oh, what's in the closet? And then it's just it's just like a kid playing. Um, so they didn't really do that, but like the way they used jump scares was just like it was all music and no like suspense before it. Like it was just the music was telling you, oh, this is supposed to be a jump scare. Yeah, you could always anticipate it. Mm-hmm. That was used as a benchmark for the best suspenseful movie that didn't use a lot of jump scares or, you know, fake emotions was The Sixth Sense. To me, that's one where you just, you feel scared without really knowing why you're feeling scared. It, yeah. It builds suspense in the, in the scene. And this this was, compared to that kind of suspense and buildup, that type of movie, it just went for the easy. Yeah. No, movies that do that and it's like are tension filled, like It Follows is another great example of like a movie that does that. So the whole movie is tension filled and you like don't know why, but you're so on unease, like the whole movie. And this, like, it wasn't you didn't feel that. Like there were so much moments of like brevity in it, like because there's this whole like coming of age story too, that they're like it would just like cut away from the horror and be like this like cute coming of age story and then it would come back and they forced like this music on you. So it didn't ever feel like there was no tension. It was just like this is supposed to be happy, this is supposed to be scary, and then that, it decided it for you. Yeah, yeah that can be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think the sewer scene just in general, I think a lot of this movie lost its, like, original intent, which is, like, a big thing. Is like, a movie, like, to last over a long period of time, we've talked, I talked about this, like, in my film class some, is that one of the questions you always ask is, after the movie, like, did you react the way the filmmaker wanted you re- to react after the movie. Like, were you scared when you were supposed to be scared? And I feel like this movie didn't have that. I feel like I was laughing at scenes that I should have not been laughing. I would agree. Like, the, there was the one kid who had the, the headless body who was kind of running at him. Mm. And that was his fear. It, it looked <laughs> like it was kind of dancing. It was, it was funny. It wasn't the least bit scary. And I think they were going for scary, that this headless creature is running at, at this kid, and it just looked silly. It didn't. Yeah. There's a lot of those types of things where it's like I'm finding humor in it, not fear. Yeah, or like at the end, there's like this the one scene where I think it's like Beverly is there and the, she sees the clown and he's like it's orange and he's like dancing and he's doing this like weird dance thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that's funny. Well, <laughs> even the bodies floating. I didn't realize they were floating. I'm like, are they hanging? Are they? Oh, yeah, I, I thought they were hanging at first too. Yeah. So you spend more time trying to figure out what they're doing than. It actually being scary that there's all these. Like it was confusing. Corpses around you. Yeah. So that's maybe that's true. one thing I didn't understand either. So when they all came down at the end, did the, were they still dead? But Beverly. I don't know. I but think, Beverly wasn't. Yes. When she was hanging and she came down, she came back alive. But right. But then the the kid was the Georgie. He he was dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, because he was well, shifted into the clown. Right. That's why I was wondering if like he was alive. But like the the clown was embodying him, but he was still alive, and then his brother shot him and actually killed him, and then like the, it, it got the clown out or whatever. But he actually killed his brother, and like if he hadn't killed him with the with the gun thing, then he was still been alive. I that makes the movie a lot darker. Yeah, I was thinking this. I wasn't sure either, but yeah, because it was, you know, he said you're not you know you're not Georgie anymore, and then he shot him between the eyes. Right. <laughs> his six year old brother. That was pretty dark. And like, yeah, you may think you're Georgie, but you're not anymore, so I need to kill you to cut, so I can kill the clown. Yeah, it was like more of a sacrifice for him. I think that's what it was supposed to be, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think the reason Beverly came back to life was because of it's like the Snow White thing. The kid kissed her. And yeah, that's but he still didn't get the girl at the end. Breathe light. Yeah, that was so weird, that whole like love triangle. Is that the whole time you're rooting for like the like the, the chubby, chubby kid? kid. <laughs> and then, and then I guess the other kid wins. Yeah. That's not fair. He didn't even write the poem. Yeah. <laughs> or I and, guess well. And he didn't break her yeah. out of the spell from hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, he broke her out of the spell, and then they like said the poem <laughs> together, and they're like, "Oh." And then at the end, like the chubby kid leaves, and then they kiss. 
Maybe that was what kind of message is that? To defy your expectations, you figured the chubby kid was going to get the girl, and he didn't. Yeah, but why would I want the movie to end that way? <laughs> well, the other kid stopped stuttering. Did he? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. So the kid stopped stuttering and he got the girl? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> I guess his brother died. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> kind of balances out. <laughs> That's twisted. <laughs> um, yeah, another thing, I was reading the, the Rotten Tomatoes like summary for it, and the first thing is it's well-acted and fiendishly frightening and emotionally affecting story at its core. I disagree with all three of those statements. I didn't think it was well acted at all. I don't. The 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 no black kid was out. horrible, horrible. And the the other kid, what was his name, Stanley or something? The he had like curly hair. The Jewish kid. Scared one. I think he was Jewish. Yeah, the Jewish one. Yeah, yeah. he, he was. was he, he was getting ready for his bar mitzvah earlier. Yeah, in the yeah, day. yeah, yeah. He was really bad. Anytime he had like to yell at someone, it just it sounded so bad. And I think that was partly due to the dialogue too, but. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it was the writing because in the beginning they were definitely, they acted like middle school boys with their jokes and, um, you know, like, want me to kiss your mom too? And things like that. Um, But they made a lot of just middle school boy jokes and at the end they were, they had lost all joking and all of a sudden they were Mm. trying to be much more mature and how to handle killing yeah. the clown. Yeah, I'm bashing it a lot, but I think the, I think, <laughs> I think the, the structure of the film was actually pretty decent, but I think that goes to Stephen King, not the writers of this film. But I think the, the character arc was good because, like, they were, like, these kids who would, like, curse a lot and make these, like, inappropriate jokes and all this stuff, and, like, they acted like real middle school boys, and by the end they had, like, matured, and they all had, like, their own fear, and that's what, like, what Pennywise infested in them was, like, their, their own individual fear. Um... Like Beverly had her like father, and all like everyone had their own thing, and they all kind of like matured and had some sort of growth after that. So that was good. Well, I think they all had some serious issues though, that they brought to light, you know, with the parental abuse and bullying, and I mean, there were some big issues in all of that. Yeah, but some of that was stereotypes too. Like the bully was a bully because his dad was a bully, like beat him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I just think it wasn't. It doesn't mean you carve initials in somebody's stomach. No. Bully. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem with this is that they're dealing with very serious issues, but they're not dealing with them well. Like they make them laughable by how exaggerated they are. It's totally unrealistic. Who I've never met. Uh, like this kid is a psychopath. The bully. Yeah. He carves letters in his like that kid's thing. He kills his father. <laughs> Literally kills his father. And then he, he tries to kill the black kid at the end, too. Right. And then he ends up dying. And his friends stand by and watch him do it, too. So, you know, yeah, he's really a psychopath, but so are his friends. That's, you know, they don't try and stop him. Yeah. He's like, go get him. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, like. You know, I grew up in the 80s. We grew up in the 80s. With the, there was bullies, but nothing like that. And, and Yeah. It and, took me out of the movie how unrealistic it was, I feel like. And that's another, you know, stereotype or, or movie trope where they, it's the high, the big high school kids picking on the nerdy kids mm. in ninth grade. And it's like, that's a very common thing, I think, in Stephen King movies, too, where there's always a bully on with kids. So, I don't know. It just, again, that took me out of the movie because I was surprised to see you know, that stereotype come in <laughs> right, out, right out of the gates. Yeah. Because they're walking down the hall. The first, first scene in the high school, they're walking down the hall, and the, and the bullies are right there to pick on them within the first five minutes of yeah. the movie. Yeah, it just didn't feel, like, real when they would do it, too. Like, they had the stereotype, and then they didn't, like, do anything with it. They just, like, <laughs> doubled down on it and made it, like, just, like, not even realistic of a stereotype. Like, it's not even, like, sure, that does happen, I guess, but, like, not to that extent. <laughs> At least not nothing I've ever heard of. Like, <laughs> um... So that was crazy, and then also like, the Beverly's father felt really strange. Like, like, <laughs> like parents like that's a, a real issue of like parents abusing kids. But like the way like they dealt with that, with his whole character just felt like not a real person. Well, it, was, like, what, it was implied the whole way through too, right? They never actually came around and said that he was sexually abusing her, but it was yeah, he's like still my little implied. girl. Yeah, it was just like so weird. And then also the mom of the other kid too. She was being really creepy at the end. Like yeah. she was like giving him fake robotic. pills to like keep her like, keep her son isolated. Like, <laughs> like, why are all these like parents so like messed up? <laughs> they were just very robotic with the characters. Like the father didn't show any emotion. He just 
he was lurking more. And then the mom was just, she was just crazy. Yeah. It was very strange. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Well, even the dad of the, of the kid who died, you know, the, the Georgie missing, you know, told the son to get over it and stop looking for him. And, you know, and all the parents, it was a, a theme. All the, all the adults in the movie were, were bad. There wasn't any good adults in the movie. Even the pharmacist, the per- perverted pharmacist who was... Oh, yeah. flirting oh my with, God, yeah. Like, where's that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> She's 13 years old and he's flirting with her. Yeah, he's like, oh, you look like Clark Kent. <laughs> and he's like, ooh. You're <laughs> really <slang. doing> that. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and then like there was the, the psychopath dad, too. Every person was like verbally or sexually or like domestically abused. It's like horrible. <laughs> well, you haven't seen Stand By Me. You have. Well, Nick, you haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm looking at the scene. Well, they never explained either why 27 years. Did they? Why well, they the clown came out things. every 27 years? Like, what was the significance of that? So they can make a sequel that takes place in 2016? Oh, God. I hope not. Oh, wait, is that actually the, that would be the year? That's chapter two. Yeah, it'd be 2016. Oh, my God. It's bad enough it ended up saying chapter one. But they, at least they get to replace all the actors with new ones as adults. Yeah, so it'll be better, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I think the I think the Stranger Things kid was pretty decent. Finn Wolf Puck, what's his name? I have no idea. <laughs> I liked how there was a haunted house, though. Every town has a creepy house that all the kids run by when they're little because they're scared. Yeah, that you don't yeah. trick or treat at. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. We're too safe a neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it was right next door. We just didn't tell you. <laughs> we were that house. <laughs> we. Oh, I don't know the house. We were the house. <laughs> that <was our> house. <laughs> I, I thought that was a big stereotype. There's like the abandoned house with the boarded up windows and the like, like I don't know, like the fenced in gate and stuff. Like, well, that just seemed if like it's a, not like abandoned, I feel like everybody has a house in their neighborhood where creepy old person lives and somebody doesn't want to talk to them. Or, I mean, like, like in Home Alone too, there was that one guy that lived next door that was shoveling all the time, and the kid saw it. And he's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess so. I just feel like all the stereotypes they used, like, sure, some of them were true some of the time, but I feel like they just, like, it was just, like, the stereotype. Like, they didn't do anything with it. Like, that was just, like, the abandoned house, like... You just had a boring childhood. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that too many times. Like, I've seen that in every movie. So I'm just kind of disappointed that they did that in this movie. Well, I think if any of your roommates came into your room with white clown makeup on their face tonight, you'd be scared. <laughs> Maybe. Concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of, like, the, 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 I guess back to the unusual nature of people's reaction to things and, and the, like, the kid going down the stairs without a flashlight while his mom's playing the piano looking for something in the dark, the, the chubby kid, when he's in the library... He sees the balloon kind of going across the, the back of the room. So he gets up and he follows it, and he turns the corner, and the balloon's gone, and it's replaced with an egg yeah. that's, like, steaming smoking or, or steaming. Yeah. And the normal reaction for any kid would be go, where the nope, hell did the balloon nope. go? <laughs> <laughs> and what is this thing? You know, I need to get out of here and go get an adult. And yeah. no one ever got an adult. They just So he follows this, this steaming egg and finds it. Yeah. Like, why would, even when he got, yeah, and when he got stabbed by the kid. Kids were way too curious in this film, like, without repercussion. The, the bully carving the letter H into his belly, they never go to the doctor. The yeah, reaction they just, is, they like, go buy stuff go to the, the pharmacy, pharmacy and do it themselves, <laughs> and as if they the can't go to the police. Like, like, why, why wouldn't you go to the police? Why yeah. wouldn't you go? It didn't make any well, sense. Well, I did yeah, say them. somewhere in the movie, somebody said, well, they'll just turn their heads and overlook everything. Like they, just the, the adults, adults in general. All in, yeah, all the adults in general. That's why they needed to stick together as a team. Well, that's where it reminded me of Stand By Me, because it's about kids around the same age and all the adults, you know, don't pay attention to the kids or don't Charlie Brown well. or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a Charlie Brown thing going on. I don't know if that's another Stephen King things or not, but certainly he did Stand By Me and he did this, and there's a lot of similarities with the kids being the centerpiece and all the adults and being and having bullies, older kids bully them and I just feel like it's not done super well. Like like for instance like the last year the Florida project came out and that was like told from the kids' perspective. But I feel like that like if the movie benefited from their perspective. Like you could see what their life was like and how their like na- naivety like in the, in the situation they were in, like they didn't know. I feel like this situation it was just like they made the parents like 
all incredibly violent and like gave them no character. Like it was just like they're all one note. They had like, oh, he's uh, sexually abusive. Oh, he's like a creep. Oh, like 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 they didn't have any depth to them. So I don't know. Well, I remember hearing when this came out and it was a big hit, right? It was a hit, right? Yeah, it was a big hit. That they compared it to when maybe the you know, horror films are back and you know Get Out did really really well, got it nominated for Academy Award, and they were kind of grouping this in with Get Out from like a horror or suspense movie, and it's it's nothing. Yeah, no, I was gonna boxes. compare it to Get Out for a second because <laughs> when you were talking about how the kids were like stupidly curious, it was like at the beginning of Get Out, like uh, like uh, whatever his name is, Darius from Atlanta, <laughs> like, when he's like walking down the street and all of a sudden the creepy car pulls by, he's not curious like why that's there. He's just like nope, nope, nope. And he walks away he's like not today, not today, not this, that, and that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and then like he still gets like cash. Like he was like that's the logical reaction to that. You're like nope, that seems like a bad place to go. I'm just I'm gonna go the other way. These kids were like, ooh, steaming egg? Let me walk down this creepy dark library. <laughs> and like, they're like, why are you so curious? Like, don't follow the red balloon. <laughs> well, I haven't read the book, and you haven't read the book, and you no, haven't read the book. Really. But um, you know, maybe they're trying to keep it very loyal to the story of the book, so maybe some of those stereotypes or yeah. tropes are just part of what was written. The book was probably written in the 70s, wasn't it? Yeah. I haven't, so I've seen, like... I know a lot of his adaptations in the past, like for Stephen King, have been like not um, super like accurate to his book, and he always gets really mad about that. Like The Shining is an example, and like Shawshank Redemption, and they change a lot of the elements in that. But those movies are great. <laughs> so maybe the problem is his writing. <laughs> like maybe it's, they change it for a reason. Maybe they're too loyal to the story. Yeah, I haven't read any of the books, so I don't know. I mean, he's like a great writer, supposedly. So like, <laughs> he's a prolific writer. I'm not sure if he's ever considered like a great novelist. I mean, they, yeah, they, he writes more a like, lot, like pop culture kind of book novelist, as opposed to like true yeah. literature. That's his yeah. reputation. Yeah, that's true. But I think I think this is probably a more faithful adaptation, and I think that might have been his downside because also. Oh, he's not listening. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Stephen. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, because the thing is, like, one of the things I notice is that in movies, a lot of time when they do like these like ensemble character things, where there's like a bunch of kids grouped together, they cut out char- certain characters and combine them for the movie. Like in the book, I'm, I'm sure I'm without a doubt. I'm sure there were seven kids in the book. But normally for a movie, they like, cut it down to four to make each character more memorable, and they combine aspects of each character and um, do that. This movie had all seven. Like I don't, they didn't. I don't think they cut out any characters. It's very weird. I feel like to have a a movie with seven main characters, and they're trying to all give a most emo- emotional depth. Because yeah. these movies don't have time to do that a lot of time. Well, I think they were trying to show. That's when they were trying to most show when they, they all came together as a team. That you know it was all for one and one for all. You know they would save each other because at different times different kids were taken. And they said, well, we can't leave them behind. Let's go get them. Um, and they all went in. And I don't think that would have worked if it was such a small group. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it. It was just like, I think it, it left each character only having like one thing to them and like not a whole lot of development. Like I could probably name one thing about each kid, but I probably couldn't name two or three. Well, to your point about it being not enough time to to, to de- develop all those characters, the movie was two hours and 15 minutes long, and it probably could have been an hour and a half, hour and 40 I minutes. I feel like, yeah, that's There's... another thing. It's like whoever made this film loves Stephen King and loves how long his books are. <laughs> so like, oh, we can't cut that out. Yeah. you got to keep all seven characters in. They're all <laughs> crucial. You can't take out the... <laughs> Yeah, but like, I don't remember any character's name. Like, we're calling them like the the black kid and the chubby kid and the and the Jewish kid. Like, like that's what they all they remembered as. Yeah. Which is, they should have done a better job. I should know their characters' names. It's just that's the fault of the movie if I don't know. I know Beverly. Now she's the one girl. Right. Who was? What was the name of the kid that stuttered that got the girl? Oh, that was Bill, I think. Oh, Bill. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Bill and Georgie. It was because Georgie was a little brother. Oh yeah. I think. Yeah. That, that's about it. So, I mean, those characters had a little more depth to them, I guess, but... I, I think they could have focused, instead of on all the clown popping out scenes, they could have focused more on the town history, where the one kid was doing the research of the library at first, because that's what kind of made it scarier, I think, is knowing that there were all these disappearances of that's kids early on, and, um, you know, where where was the well? They didn't know that at first. Um, so that yeah, made it, it more of a house. mystery. Yeah. 
and it also built up the suspense. Yeah, it actually got more interesting to me during those scenes where they they were looking back at what happened in the past, and they definitely could have done more about that. And yeah, well, the, the genre of this film on Google said like mystery horror, so it's like I think they didn't do enough of the mystery. Like there was there was a mystery, but then they didn't solve it really. Like they kind of did. Well, that's just really kinda, quickly. To, yeah. To, to get in this character development for the seven kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this whole mystery was really interesting, and how this kid had all this stuff on the walls, and, like, like oh, what is this town, and what's this 27 years thing, and you, I don't know. I guess maybe that's for chapter two, which I don't plan on seeing. But <laughs> I'll read a synopsis of it. Yeah. I'm sure it's in the book, in the 800-page book, or <laughs> however long this is. So, wait, why did the, only the kids see all the horror that's what I didn't understand. I, I thought <laughs> I was thinking about that on the way over here. So if you if if Are the there clown clip for movies, <laughs> if the clown builds off of your fear, so you're seeing him because you're afraid of him. And of course, towards the end, once they weren't afraid of him anymore, he was they were able to kill him. And right, I think that's what happened. Yeah, but that doesn't mean adults don't have fears. Know, Obviously, the mom did by giving her kid pills that weren't. Fakes. That's what that's what I'm saying. It didn't make sense because if if you're seeing him because you're afraid of him, well, why are you seeing him in the first place to be afraid of him? It, didn't, it wasn't logical because none yeah, of the adults could fair. see him, but the kids could. But they were only afraid of him once they saw him. I, I, I was... <laughs> Maybe they had this fear already set in, like they're afraid of their parent or whatever, and so because they had a fear. Like it attracted Pennywise or something, and then they well, transferred that fear to Pennywise. Adults have fears too. Yeah, that's just kind of dumb about it. <laughs> I think it's just more like that that idea is supposed to scare a kid. <laughs> like watching this film, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm the only one that can see it." Like adults can't help me. Like it, it isolates the kids. I think there. I think the idea was just like Stephen King was just trying to isolate the kids so the parents can't help, and it's like a kid's adventure. And, they can come of age. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little bit of a Goonies aspect, the Goonies movie from the 80s, too, where the kids are on an adventure. Yeah, I think it was just an excuse to isolate the kids. I don't, I think, I think it's illogical. Like, why would, like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Did they ever have the other two kids that was with the psychopathic bully, his two buddies that hung out with him? Did they ever see the clown? No. I think so. Like, why? Why not? What, what's the cutoff? What's the age? Is it 18? Because that kid is probably around 18, but right. he still saw it. Well, do the <laughs> but then clown, maybe do the clowns only go They're 19, so they didn't see it. Does the clown only go after kids that are in the loser category, not the the big bully I want to beat you up category? I don't know. I don't, well, know, the, the I don't bull- know the rules about clown horror. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think this movie did, is they set up too many questions, and they didn't set any rules. Like the, Especially at the beginning of the movie, like they're showing all these different ways the clown is scaring the kids, but there's no rules set. It was just like, I have no idea like how he's going to... Like, blood comes out of a sink in one time, and like there's a balloon in one time, and then all of a sudden he's coming from a fake puddle in the basement, and then like he's in a sewer. Like, yeah, he what, can, does he, can he... Tra- like, can he just... Like, te- like teleport? Like, is he even a real thing? Like, is he a tangible thing you could touch? Because they like they hit him with a bat, so he must be real. But then he disappeared. Like, what are the rules? <laughs> like, well, I think I saw something called it like a supernatural monster or something like that. And that's like typical horror movies. Yeah, there's like dead guys who get up and walk around, but they're not supernatural in the sense of like this was. Like he could do whatever he could want. He could, he could shapeshift. He could just yeah. do. There was no rules for him, as opposed to like at least like in Halloween. Yeah, the guy never dies, but you're not sure why. But it's you know. Yeah, it's but a then simple, how do you know how to kill him? The fact he doesn't die. He kills that's people the thing. and he doesn't die. That's the that's it. That's yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I think this thing like I think that was the point again, which is it was a dumb point I think, but it was like they're purposely not setting rules to scare you. Like they're trying to be like. There are no rules. Like, he can do whatever he wants. He can just scare you. <laughs> but it's just like, well, there's no rules. Like, how am I supposed to be scared? Like, I don't know. I was just bothered by that the whole time. I couldn't even focus on the plot. <laughs> well, yeah. If he's not a vampire, I mean, if light can't bother him or you can't obviously shoot him, that's why there's going to be a chapter two. <laughs> yeah, they're going to answer these questions in chapter two? Like, it sounds like you want to watch it now. Not really. <laughs> they answered some of them. That would have like made this movie more sad. Like, would have made this movie better. And then I would have wanted to watch the second one. They didn't make this movie good enough. <laughs> yes, but in the trailer of the next one, if they start to show you that they might explain Probably those, will. would you watch it? 
I don't know. Would you be sucked into it? Depends who's in it. Who plays the older version of the kids? <laughs> we got like Joaquin Phoenix or something. Oh, <laughs> I think there's a chance they're going to get top A level actors for the sequel. You think? Or no? I don't think there's a chance of that. No. I mean, I don't know. It made, whoa, it made $700 million? Really? What? Out Why? of a $35 million budget. What's it good on Rotten Tomatoes? What's the percentage? 85%. I think, I think they might get some at least B-list stars <laughs> for this sequel. If that's what they're doing in 2016, for like doing in 2016. What we need is a caller to call in and tell us why, why they liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Any callers out there? Yeah. Feel free to call in. You can argue why this movie's good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, or there, just there... explain why it's good. So yeah, so one of, we'll move into one of the discussion points I have, um, just to <laughs> give some like devil's advocate to this. I think... I haven't read the book, but I'm kind of curious to read the book, I think, because I think there's a lot of potential here. I think there's a good story. Like, I think they could have done a lot of stuff, and I feel like this movie is almost made better for a book. Like, the imagination thing is better than showing it, and I think it wasn't scary because they were showing it a lot, but in the book, you're just reading it, and you're just like, whoa, that sounds so scary, and these scenes, like, in the house, and it's just constantly, they're coming after them in all these different ways and stuff. Like, I feel like that would have been really scary in a book. And so I think... I, would, I think I'm reading this book, I would be terrified. Would yeah. be better, yeah. And so I think maybe this movie, or like this this idea is just not made for film. <laughs> but $700 million, wow. <laughs> I don't understand that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they're definitely going to make a sequel, and they're definitely going to... I think there's already one in the works. I think I saw it on IMDb. Yeah, I think I saw that at one point, too. Wait. They, maybe they already have a Oh, wait, maybe, yeah. Maybe Joaquin Phoenix is in it. Oh my god, they're all big stars. <laughs> James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader. Those are the ones I recognize. Jay Ryan, James Runzone, Andy Bean. They did it for the paycheck. Oh. Huh. Bill Hader? <laughs> he's done some dramatic stuff again. Interesting. <laughs> well, one thing that bothered me, too, that maybe they'll fix in the second movie is that they did. this took place in Maine. I'm not sure if you figured that out, but all Stephen King's movies and books take place in Maine. Okay. And, they, they had, and, then, and they had, like, Maine license plates on their cars. But not a single person spoke with a New England accent in the entire movie. They just, like, <laughs> said, we're not even going to try to do that. We're not trying this to teach kids. criticism. <laughs> <laughs> it's like losing your parents. They're from Maine. <laughs> Maine has a very distinct accent. They just didn't even try. But maybe they did, like, in rehearsals and the kids couldn't get it, so they just said, okay, we're done. Yeah, yeah just talk normal. But maybe they can That's fix possible. that with the adults. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure James McAvoy is going to practice his main accent for a year. <laughs> if he does, I'll go see the movie. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but he's British. He didn't do it, right? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something like that. <laughs> like someone who's British. That's well, that's a, why I made the main comment for you, because it was an accent thing. They didn't have any accents for New England. They were just all talking normal. Not even the adults tried to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But they also, like, didn't make Maine, like, a huge part of, like, the thing. Like, it was, like, very subtle. So, like, if, like, Maine was, like, a character in the film, then I think I would have been, like, like, on Manchester by the Sea, it's, like, they all have Boston accents. Like, if they didn't have the accent, that would have been annoying. <laughs> like, that would have been bad. But uh, Maine wasn't, like, a plot. So it doesn't bother me as much. But <laughs> um, Another thing I thought was just weird, like, I guess the town is supposed to be, like, the haunted, and this has been happening for years and years. But, like, the one headline he read was, like, there was a fire and 88 kids got killed. 88? <laughs> <laughs> and what bothered me is that the other kids didn't know about this. <laughs> like, how, this has got to be, like, the biggest, like, fire that killed the most amount of children, like, in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the new US. kid on the block. And they're like, oh, what? Too, yeah. Our small town? Like, that happened? <laughs> like, only 27 years ago, too? Like, it's just like... <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm sure, sure the new kid may not have known that, but the, the kids who've lived there their whole life didn't know that? That's got to be, like, the thing that brands Derry as a town. <laughs> it's that... That's <laughs> it's the kids. It's, it's the, the, kids it's the mass, like, homicide <laughs> or whatever, like, the mass fire. <laughs> like... <laughs> That seemed totally un- unbelievable to me. <laughs> like, and the fact that all these kids were going missing, and like there was a flyer, and then like they had another flyer that they taped over it. Why wouldn't you just put it next to it? <laughs> like, two kids can be missing at one time, and they can still be looking for both of them. <laughs> it's not like one kid goes missing, and they're like, ah, 
Too There's bad Betty's gone. <laughs> we got to worry about Josh. <laughs> There's only so much room on that telephone pole. <laughs> it's like a brick wall, too. They had space on the wall. <laughs> that was just dumb. It's like the, like the town seemed to be forgetting about all these kids that are going away. Like, Sure, they don't see the monster, but they see these kids missing, right? Like, <laughs> the police didn't seem to care that much. <laughs> They're worrying about the bully. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Um... Yeah, but I think overall this movie was not really greatly directed either. <laughs> um, I think the camera movement, I think, is what made the way, like the way the cinematography too. I think was shot was it made it like a parody. That's what it made me feel like. It felt like an SNL skit doing a horror movie. Like kind of, like the way the shots they would like be very jarring, like like Wes Anderson like ninety degree turn kind of thing, and like they'd be like crooked and stuff, and it's like ooh, it's scary because it's crooked, like it's supposed to be off settling, but it's like crooked to like a forty five degree angle, so you're just like what? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's like they did that a lot. It was like they look at the haunted house or whatever, and it's like this crooked thing. It's like <laughs> stop. <laughs> like they're trying to make this like weird stylistic choice, but it's just like it felt like a parody. It was like like a spoof on a horror movie. Well, and it was the. I don't know if it was the lighting or what in it, but what they showed, even though I might have seen that scene three times, like when they were down in the sewer system and they were looking up at all those bodies floating, there was also a big pile, I think, of bodies. I don't know, but I think they showed that scene at least three times, and I was looking at it trying to figure out if those were dead bodies in the pile going up to the top. Like, you... Things were moving so fast, it wouldn't let you focus and go, oh, that's a pile of the 88 dead bodies. I mean, you, you had no idea what right. was going on. Yeah, you, well, you had to do a lot of guessing because of that, because they were cutting away so fast on things. Like, what did I just yeah, see? Yeah, they cut too fast. And, like, I don't know, the whole, like, Pennywise thing where he'd come out, and all of a sudden there'd be, like, this choppy, like, zigzag. Like, it was, like, this, like, penguin waddle over, like, this really fast penguin waddle over, and, like, he'd open his mouth. That just seemed funny to me. <laughs> it was just, like, this little, like, jolty cut thing that was, like, supposed to be scary, but, it, like... I felt like it was something that was made for a trailer. Like, it was like, oh, ah, and then the trailer ends. And you're like, ooh, it. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, they did it 18 times in the movie. (laughs) How did the clown's outfit get clean every time? He can do whatever he wants. There's There's no no rules, rules, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) He can shapeshift. He can change his outfit. (laughs) They killed him, like, ten times, too. And then he would just... Then he would, he like would a, survive, and then like would, a poker through his brain or his head through one. Yeah, scene and, and, and he was like fully. His face was fine again. Next, <laughs> the next scene. I don't know how he died. Like there was no rule set. So how do they like? I feel like normally in like these type of movies, it's like oh they find his weakness, and then that's the thing that kills him. Is this? They never do that. They just killed him without any reason. There was no. It's not like oh they open up the light and the sunlight killed him. Like it's like there's nothing like that. Like there was no like oh they deserved it. They solved it so they get to kill him. Well, it's just like, oh, it's the end of the movie two. now, so he, he dies. He'll kill other kids 27 years later. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> probably he didn't die. I don't even know, I guess. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about the Stranger Things connection. <clears throat> so so the, the, one of the actors is in Stranger Things. Have you seen Stranger Things? Oh, okay. Sorry, dear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a brief. <laughs> really briefly... Because Stranger Things season one came out before this was released, mm-hmm. and it's a similar story with boys who are all nerds who are picked on, who have a girl join their little group and they go, you know, solve these mysteries uh, at a high level. I think that's just, the problem with this. It's like it just came out like right after that with the same actor from Stranger Things. So yeah, it's kind of dumb to have that. I don't know if there was too. any criticism of that when it came out because I think that's the problem. Is I've seen Stranger Things, and so I and like I've seen movies before so i've seen these tropes before and like stranger things does it pretty well i think like i don't mind that i'm seeing this old same stereotype of the bully and the dork and the like all these groups and the losers who play dungeons and dragons like those kind of thing like i've seen that all before but stranger things does it so well that i don't mind it and like they play on this 80s nostalgia like well i feel like this movie was trying to do what stranger things did but it didn't do it well like it was just a normal stereotype they would play like some big hit 80s song in the middle of the movie You're like, oh, it's the 80s. Haha. Well, like, that was the we comparison. Just set it in the 80s for no reason. Like, so it seemed like it was, it was too close to it, but also it pointed out how, how well Stranger Things can do it and how poorly they pulled it off with it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like Stranger Things. The camera work is better. Like, the, the, the soundtrack is better. Like, everything, every single aspect about that show is done better. And the story is, like, done better and more uniquely, like, with what they give with the stereotypes. But I think it just kind of does the face level stereotype of like what an 80s coming of age movie is like set in middle school or whatever 
since like, I wasn't in, like invested that much. I feel like, um, yeah, it is interesting that they had the same actor <laughs> for Stranger Things in this movie too, especially because that <laughs> just like shows you how poorly this movie is compared to that. <laughs> That's just me. I don't know. Um, I also thought the special effects <laughs> looked kind of fake. Like, I guess it was kind of a small budget. Like, 30 million is not that small. But, like, the fact that they showed these, like, monsters so much, they should have had better special effects if they're going to go that route. And I just feel like so many of the scenes, too, just, like, were laughable because it's like, oh, that's so fake. Like, it, like don't show the monster if you don't have the budget to show a monster. <laughs> like, like, Pennywise looked fine. But anytime time that there's, like, those other weird monsters that they didn't explain about, too, like, why... Yeah. Could he shapeshift? Into, was that Pennywise in other versions of it? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like those things were like weird and like, and like the the scene in the bathroom with the blood. I didn't like how they filmed that. They just put a red filter over the camera. The room wasn't filled with blood. It was a clean uh. bathroom, and they just put a red filter. Like it was like blood came out, and then all of a sudden they just put a red filter over it, and then. That's right, because the dad's face was red when he came in. Yeah, the whole thing was just red. It was like. Are you trying to be, like, stylistic here? Because, like, where's the style coming from? Like, they wanted to save money on cleaning up a red room. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, oh, we're going to show this cleaning up scene. So they keep the red filter on. They're, like, cleaning it up. And then all of a sudden they cut, and it's, like, it's like normal bathroom again. And they're, like, finishing cleaning up. It's like, what? <laughs> it's so lazy. <laughs> like, don't show the cleaning up scene if you're just going to have a filter and then take off the filter. It's, uh, it's just, really? Like, and what just, like, lazy filmmaking. That well. <laughs> there was blood everywhere. <laughs> Like what was the like, what was the point of the scene too? Like, she invites the people. Like it was just like a bonding scene. Like, well, you know, it the kids out, over it. If you recall, it started out she was hearing voices coming out of the sink drain. Yeah. And then the blood started coming out of the sink drain. Yeah, no, I think that scene was like purposeful. But like the but scene the, where the kids, the, friends, the boys come but, over. But when they came over, she tells them all about look at all the blood that came out of my sink. But she never mentions. Oh, by the way, I heard all of you, all of the missing kids. Voices were yeah, coming sure. out of the sink. She and then, like, later so. they see a missing poster for, like, Betty. They're like, they said, help, I'm Betty. <laughs> like, right. you didn't, that didn't ring a bell when you saw, like, the missing poster for Betty? You're like, oh, my God, it's the connection. The missing people are <laughs> in my sink. <laughs> well, I think she got the boys over for confirmation that she wasn't crazy and that she was seeing blood all over the wall because that was when the first time they realized that adults couldn't see what they were seeing. True. I mean, it had a purpose, but she didn't mention that she heard some of the other missing kids, which was part of the mystery they were trying to solve, was find Georgie and... What was his name, right? Georgie? Yeah. Yeah, and I, just, I feel like a lot of this movie was just, like... It was, like, 20, like, YouTube clips of a movie, like, <laughs> strung together. <laughs> like, it was just, like, something... It's, like, almost, it's like better watched on YouTube. Like, it's, like, you watch that one clip, like, ooh, that's kind of scary. But they just do the same thing. It's, like, okay, one kid, like, Pennywise comes in some weird fashion and scares you, and then it's, like, Wah! and then at the end, and he, like, doesn't die. And then they just do that to each of the seven kids, and then it's like they do it again in a different way and until there's like a climax. It was just like the same scene with a different way Pennywise scared them. Like, oh, now it's a balloon. Or like, oh, now it's in the sink. Or like, it's just like the same thing over and over again. Why is this movie two hours and 15 minutes? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, speaking of scary, so Kirsten, you were, you were afraid that if you watched it, you'd have nightmares. Is there any chance you'll have a nightmare from this? Or any of any scenes really scare you at all in the movie? No, but I think if somebody put a clown in front of my face, I might jump. I should should hide the clown mask I was going to wear later today. (laughs) I think this movie had a lot of potential to be really scary. I right. think the, if you think about the movie, it's it's scarier. Well, clowns are generally scary, so a lot of people have a fear of clowns. So yeah. that's a great premise to have, you know, your 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 horror main character be a clown. Right. It just went over the top and when they showed out. the, like the dripping teeth and stuff. It's like the clown was just scary on its own. They're smiling away like the Joker. Yeah, and I think this movie came out too around the time I think that was like last year when. Like, the whole clown thing was, like, sc- spreading across the U.S. Oh, yeah. Where, like, oh, these yeah. creepy clowns would be, in, like, in woods and stuff and, like, scaring children, like, actually. And then they made it. So, like, I feel like that, maybe that's why everyone saw it. It was like, ooh, that was a clown movie to go with this, like, clown thing that's happening. Well, I agree with you, too, that the clown was scary enough. And in the, in the gutter, the clown was kind of scary. And as soon as he, like, opened his mouth and the big teeth came out and then his arm was able to stretch, you know, you yeah, he's not he, actually... Like, some creepy guy dressed as a clown who's murdering kids. He's some supernatural being who's got thousands of teeth and yeah. I was hoping at the end they like. I was disappointed right away. Okay, this is gonna be dumb. This is not what I. It's not yeah. like a good suspenseful. Yeah, serial I was kind of hoping it'd be like a serial killer who dresses up as a clown or something. Yeah. 
Right. And I was hoping they show, like, Bill Skarsgård, like, putting on the makeup every day or something at the end, and, like, he has a deformed, like, a Joker kind of thing, you know? Like, I thought it was going to be, like... Well, why wasn't the one kid more traumatized, too, when the clown basically had his mouth over his entire face? Oh, yeah. And clutchy, and then the kids kid. came and scared the, cl- the the clown away. But I mean, literally, he had bite marks on each side of his face. Like, he like was what, yeah, why do his some people off. die? Like the, the the Georgie kid, like got his arm chopped off from one bite. The other guy bites on his face, and he has like a little claw mark on his face. He's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> What's the rules with the teeth? Do, I don't know. Do they only indent sometimes. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so so many continuity errors. I feel like. Well, there is one scene I wanted to highlight, too. So mm-hmm. that when all the boys are dressed in their underwear, like, to go swimming, that seemed really odd and, not, like, not necessary. And then she comes up, and the 13-year-old girl gets dressed in her underwear and jumps in the... Yeah. Like, why would they... Was there, I guess it was to prove that she was brave and they were chicken. But it just seemed totally... Weird. Like, They're all the same tidy whiteies too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all I, didn't, white. I didn't, like, go swimming in my underwear with, with my friends <laughs> when I was a teenager. It just yeah. seemed like a really strange... Think, yeah. Was like swimsuits not a thing, or, or are they supposed to be like not able to afford a swimsuit? Is that what? Like, what, why are they in their underwear? Like, well, I don't think they, they, they plan to go. To the, they plan to go to the quarry yesterday. They're yeah, like, we're going to the think, quarry tomorrow. I don't think they planned on swimming in the quarry. Well, that's why you I go think to it was. All, <laughs> well, no, they were I think over the it cliff, was like who's going to go first. Well, it was all a matter of being brave enough to jump in, and that was it. So, but none of them yeah. expected anybody to jump in. Jump in until they got trumped by the girl, and then they're like, well, now we got to go in. That's the thing about this movie, I think, is I, I understand the purpose behind each scene. It's like, okay, oh, she's the brave one. They, they're the wimps, and like, that's the purpose. But it's not realistic at all. The way they do it, it's like, right, oh, like that we need a scene happen. to show how, that she's the brave one. What can we do? Well, let's just have them all get in their underwear and jump in the the, the lake or whatever. This is like, yeah. you couldn't come up with a different way to show that just, she's braver. This is lazy writing, I think. <laughs> it was. Yeah, and I don't know what was in the book and what was in the movie and what they changed for that. Maybe there was more, like, several scenes in the book that, like, showed she was brave over multiple things, and they condensed it into one jumping off a cliff scene. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know whose fault that is, but it was not great. Um, and then one last comment before we move into, like, the deeper discussion points for the last 10 or so minutes. Um, <laughs> Can we get deeper than this? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much deeper. But um, <laughs> it bothered me how, at the end, they were cutting their hand, like, as, like, blood oath or whatever, and they all used the same knife. They just cut the hands with the same knife. They're all going to get, like, a disease. <laughs> well, then they put their hands together with the blood, too, so... Yeah, they're all going <laughs> to die. <laughs> it's like... It's just like... It's just a clean off the blade. They were just like, cut, cut, cut. Uh, you can't do a blood oath any other way, though. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Use different knives and touch... I don't know. Whatever. It's <laughs> stupid. Um, so, yeah, I guess we can move on. Um, yeah, so... I've heard, like, like before I had seen this movie, I, I knew there was, like, a coming-of-age aspect to this movie. And so I, I kind of always thought, oh, it's a horror movie, but, like, it's supposed to be better because it has this coming-of-age thing. Like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you guys think as far as, like, what they try to do with these kids, like, development and, like, how they grow? Like, do you think it was any part of a coming-of-age film? Did they succeed in what they were trying to do? A little bit. Yeah. I think so because, again, and originally they showed the kids as just smart mouth middle school kids that always had a quip to say. Um, And as they got older and learned how to fight their fears and learned how to be a team and um, battle their fears and all of their childhood anxieties, I think that showed them growing up. Yeah. I think they attempted at it a lot. And they had, like, very personal aspects with, like, the abuse and stuff like that. And they had, like, these things that they would overcome. I don't think they did it very well, though. The one time they did it well, you know, we, we, we bashed the movie the entire time here, but the <laughs> one thing they did do well, and I think you touched on it earlier, was, you know, the Beverly's relationship with her dad, you know, this potential molestation going on, whatever. But, like, when she cut her hair, yeah. and then she saw her dad later, he's like, oh, you look like a boy now. And so you could tell she purposely cut her hair so that she yeah, would look less true. attractive to her dad, which is a very serious thing that they kind of threw in this movie it didn't really belong but they i think they did that some of those aspects were done pretty well considering yeah but in this movie where you're you're not sure you're supposed to laugh at a clown or be scared of a clown it seemed a little out of place to me yeah no i I applaud them for trying i just don't think they really succeeded in like totally doing it like they definitely were going for like this whole growth thing and like delve into serious issues and like something that would like speak to more than just like a horror film. But I don't think they did it. Yeah, it did great. get muddied because then there was the psychopathic killer. 
the and bully. all this. The yeah. bully. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah, yeah you know, he's a killer. Um, he murdered his dad. So <laughs> it's not a brush over that. You can't, you can't say that, oh, well, they all grow up and everything's great because the kid was seriously messed up. But didn't you see it? Didn't you see Pennywise? Because when he killed his dad, he was Pennywise was on the TV screen, and the lady was on the TV saying, kill him, kill him, kill him. So is that supposed to be like Pennywise is forcing him to do that? Like, it's not him. It's just like Pennywise has like infested his body, and now he is Pennywise, and Pennywise killed his dad? But he was, he was a bully well before Pennywise exactly. entered the picture. Yeah. <laughs> the way his character arc was going, it sounded like he was going to kill his father or kill someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought he was going to kill somebody. I didn't know it would his, be his dad. His whole that character kind of came up place. out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That, that whole part of the movie was just dumb. <laughs> Did you feel like you were rooting for anybody in the movie? Like, I think the chubby kid. Yeah. yeah. And then he didn't even, he didn't even win. <laughs> I guess you feel bad for the stutter kid. Bill, or, yeah. And, like, yeah, they're trying to go with something, too. Like, oh, he loses his stutter. But then it kind of felt inconsistent because he would lose it and then he would gain it back. And is it is it supposed to be, like, oh, he's, like, maturing and then not maturing? And, like, what's happening with this whole... Well, I think the more confident he became, the less his stuttering was prevalent. But he'd be like, oh, let's, like, let's go in this house. Like, I'm doing this for my brother. And he'd, like, and then like wow, he didn't stutter once. And then, like, the next scene he'd be stuttering again. And then, like, later on he wouldn't be stuttering like, oh, wow, he didn't stutter. It's like, why does it keep going back and forth? Like, I feel like it would have been better if he didn't stutter, and at the last scene, he, he did Yeah, he just do it once, because I think you're right. He did yeah. more of a leadership role. He took a leadership role with his friends, and then his stuttering stopped, so he was more confident than... But then it, it, it came back. It, yeah, it was just kind of strange. I don't know. So I think the coming of age... They tried, I think. Maybe the book does it better. I don't know. Um... Yeah, we talked about how the bully, I think that hit the bully just in general. I think that was just out of place. I don't think they could have taken that character out almost entirely. I think the movie would have been better for it. Well, they had a whole thing with the other bully with the aerosol can and the lighter, which just, again, was odd. This kid's carrying around an aerosol can in his pocket so he can scare now people with it. <laughs> Why do you have an aerosol can in your pocket? And it became a yeah. plot point. Well, did he died then, right? Yeah. So when he was going to that cave, he used the aerosol can. You didn't really address that later, did it? The town didn't... Well, he, oh, my God, he, a kid died. He got a poster. Oh, he got a poster? Okay. Yeah. Just put it over Betty's poster. Yeah. <laughs> when he was missing. But, yeah, we saw him die, I guess, with his aerosol can and his lighter. And That was the other thing. Is like, why is Pennywise picking some people to die and then, like, leaving the main characters to live? Like, they're, they're put in the same situation. They're, every single character in this whole film is, like, put in the same situation of, like, he catches them. Like, there's only one case, I think, is, like, when Pennywise was in the basement and Bill goes down, and then he runs away successfully. Everyone else didn't run away. Right. Some of them lived if they were important enough to the plot. Victims? I think it was just like, oh, this is too important of a character. We have to keep him living. But, oh, this is a disposable bully character, so we can kill him. Well, I don't know. The pharmacist's still alive. He should have been dead 27 years before. He should be in jail. Because he's a creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, did she know he was a creep? Or was she just, like, banking well, on trying the to fact figure, that... I mean, they, they set it up that she had a, a reputation as being yeah. a slut in town. And so I don't know if the pharmacist was aware of that, because, like, the, one of the other kids' moms was. So the adults were aware of her reputation. So I didn't know if he was, like, flirting with her and because of her reputation, which is still totally inappropriate and shouldn't have been in the movie. Yeah, it's like, it's like it touches on very briefly of another very serious issue. It's like, hold on, let's go back into that. Like, there's so many, I think there's like five separate spin-off movies they could have done with this. Like, each character had too big a thing to just make it a subplot. Like, it should have been a main and plot. And to deal with it the right way. Those are very intense kind of subjects and they, they're kind of glossed over, so it's... Well, she also used it to her advantage. She was able to distract the guy long enough so they could steal. Yeah, but to think, I'm going to distract this 45-year-old pharmacist or 60-year-old pharmacist because he's going to flirt with me, it's pretty creepy. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. It's, it's strange. And it's like, oh, it worked, and they get, like, run away. Like, ooh, we got the, we got the goods. I mean, they should have gone to the hospital at the beginning. I was like, what, what is this whole interaction? It's a weird scene. <laughs> But then you get didn't the chubby kid get stabbed again later in the movie, and they they said like his guts were coming out or yeah they're like he's spilling like a hamburger helper, <laughs> like, and they never even fixed him up. They never even yeah. went to the pharmacist to get. Why aren't they going to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> so strange. 
There's too many like continuity things. I don't know. Again, I think that's a Stephen King thing. The kids would never go to the hospital in a Stephen Kid King novel. Yeah, I think they're, they're trying to eliminate the adults in the film. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the kids have to fend for themselves. But he didn't add a plot where they needed to fend for themselves. Like they could have used the parents. <laughs> like, sure, maybe they wouldn't have. There was no scene where like, the parents, like, they told the parents and they didn't believe them, really. I mean, there's like one, the one scene with the dad in the bathroom. And she's like, you don't see it? But like, that was it. There was no, like, we need to call the police. And the police are like, that's, you're crazy. And then they're like, ah, oh, we're on our own now. Like, there's like, the, there like a deleted scene missing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so wrapping up, I guess. Um, well, so would you guys go see the second one? Because <laughs> no. they're making it. Well, I do like some of the, I like the actors they have in the second one, but yeah. I'd have to wait to see whether it gets really good reviews before I'd see it. I well, agree. you're going to let everybody else tell you whether to see it. I don't want to waste my time if everyone's saying it's terrible. Well, everyone said this one was good. It wasn't worth my time. I mean, I, do, I don't know. I like James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain and Bill Hader. I don't know. It's tough. I'll, I'll probably watch pay, the trailer. I'm not going to pay to see it. If it shows up on HBO, yeah, I might watch it's it. It's definitely a, a see-on-TV kind of movie. <laughs> um, and then, I guess, um, have your thoughts changed at all after we talked about it from the beginning? Do you hate it more? <laughs> Do you like it more? No, but if they sold a clown mask for Halloween, I'd wear it. <laughs> I'm sure there is one. Want me to get you one? <laughs> Halloween's coming up, Mom. I know. <laughs> you can answer the door with the Pennywise mask. <laughs> See how many kids we can have be in their That'll be fun. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so, no, my opinion hasn't changed. In fact, I was happy to see that you all agreed. <laughs> Yeah, I was curious if any of you guys were going to like it. I didn't think you were going to like it, Dad. Because <laughs> I think you're bothered by the same things I get bothered by. Well, I was laughing at places that were scary, so I figured that was a giveaway. Yeah, I was laughing. <laughs> I was trying to keep it in. I didn't want to reveal that I hated the movie. <laughs> um, well, you asked if I was awake halfway through. <laughs> well, yeah, because you were, like, laying down on the bed and, like, you stopped reacting to things that were, like, supposed to be scary. because <laughs> they were getting old. It was the same thing over and over. It must have been killing you not to look on your phone, too. Normally, because <laughs> you knew you had to do this podcast. Normally, you would have given up on the movie <laughs> probably yeah. 30 minutes in. <laughs> probably would have turned it off. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely way too long. I think it could have easily been, like, less than an hour and 45 minutes, maybe an hour and a half. So that's Stephen King, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then, so last question, would you guys recommend this movie to anyone else? Uh, For any no. Reason? I can't imagine why. No. You don't think there's any redeemable value for this movie? No. What if you're a Stephen King fan? I would rather go see any of the other movies. There's a lot of great Stephen King movies out there, but this one was just silly. So what if you love the book? You say, don't bother? I don't know. I don't know how true it is to the book if, or not. But, I mean, if you like Stephen King books, maybe. But, you know, to, to Mom's point, if you... There's a lot of better Stephen King movies to go see. <laughs> but, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, Shawshank Redemption and The Shining are considered some of the best movies ever. So Stand By Me is probably up there. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. But, I, yeah, if they're a horror fan... If they, I don't know. It depends on the type of horror movie. But if you're like a mainstream horror type of movie, I feel like you might enjoy this. It, it's a okay done. It's better than some other like. The trailer movies, was like, better than the movie. That's true. I, I think they attempt at more serious issues. I think that it's better than say like, I don't know, like Insidious Three or something, or like just some throwaway Blumhouse horror movie. Well, that's the thing. I haven't seen a lot of those modern horror movies. So my horror movie background is. Halloween and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street type movies, so I don't know. This may fit in really well with all the recent ones that are out there. Yeah, I think it, they, it's like a... I think it's is geared to be like one of those, oh, mainstream horror movies that's also good kind of thing, like kind of how Get Out is. It's like a mainstream horror movie that's also good, or it's like something like It Follows or The Babadook or like something like that. It's like an indie film that no one sees. It just kind of depends. I probably would not recommend this movie to 90% of people. <laughs> it's a very particular type of person that may You'd like have to movie. ask a lot of questions about their taste in movies yeah, first. It's like, do you like this? Do you like this? Okay, then maybe, maybe give it a chance. But it's long. It's like, don't, I don't know. Not worth your time. Don't commit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, do you guys have any other final thoughts? No, I'm good. I've talked this movie to death. <laughs> <laughs> Too much? <laughs> See a rom-com. <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys seeing this movie, Mom. I know you didn't want to see this. <laughs> My final thought is we should have picked one of the other ones on the list that we would Probably, over. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had, like Shutter Island on that list. That would have been great. Children of Men, Shutter Island. Yeah, ch yeah Children of Men, yeah. 
What's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. Probably all of those would have been better. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> Maybe another time you'll have to come back. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps it up, I think, for thanks this episode. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming this is on. This fun. <laughs> Hope you guys liked it. <laughs> you can hear your voices on it later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we'll have a new episode on Monday. Um, right now, I'm going to put up a poll later. It's going to be either First Man or Beautiful Boy. So um, look forward to that. And Kareem, Kareem's going to be back. Uh, so All right. that'll be fun. Nice. <laughs> I know his parents are probably looking forward to that. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so until then, uh, it'll be Monday. All right, peace. <laughs>